What's good, everyone, and welcome to the Bucks Film Room Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and you can find me on Twitter at Bucks Film Room. With Milwaukee season winding down and the Bucks facing off against the Houston Rockets this past Tuesday night, I thought that it would be appropriate to talk about Giannis versus Harden in the MVP race. It's really coming down to the end here with seven games remaining in the season. And in order to appropriately get both sides of the story, I brought a guest onto the pod. So let's jump right into that. All right, now I'd like to welcome my guest for today's podcast, and it's someone who is stepping into somewhat of enemy territory, but will be completely friendly <laughs> with him. His name is Conrad Garcia. He's a writer for SB Nation's the Houston Rockets site called The Dream Shake. He recently wrote an article earlier this week or late last week, depending on how you want to look at it, um, for The Dream Shake about why James Harden deserves to be the MVP, so I thought I'd invite him on. How are you doing today, Conrad? Oh, man, I'm a little bit nervous, you know? Uh Saw in your profile, you re- you watch every Bucks game twice, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But no, I'm excited to be on. I think this is a really, really good conversation. Yeah, for sure. And last night, the two teams played it. It wasn't quite the MVP showdown that we were expecting. I don't know what your right. thoughts were, but I think that is probably for the best because it really prevented people on both sides from like declaring mm-hmm. that as the game that decided the MVP race. What do you think? For sure, I think um, you know. <laughs> I saw points being made on both sides somehow and i'm just like guys these are really good players not playing up to their level um i didn't see really many points to be made aside from the fact that we already knew that the books were a a better team so um no i mean i don't think personal matchups especially an east to west matchup is any way indicative of an mvp race so i got nothing out of that game yeah, for sure. And so Conrad and I will be going back and forth, of just kind of making our points about, you know, each side of the aisle. And before we get started, I mean, I don't think that there's a wrong answer. I think this is one of the best MVP races. And even as a Bucks fan, like if James Harden wins, from my perspective, at least, you know, I'll be upset, disappointed that Giannis didn't get it, mm-hmm. but definitely deserved on Harden's uh, standpoint. I mean, he's done some really great things. And in especially like in this time of the day, there or this time, this age, whatever, there are a lot of keyboard warriors out there and so this isn't really Mm -hmm. one of those conversations so I just wanted to kind of set the tone and if there's one good thing that you had to say about Giannis what would it be what would you acknowledge about him oh man you know if I had to ooh, this is tough for me to say out loud well it's not in close (laughs) circles but this is tough for me to say out loud you know considering who might hear this but you know 100% honest if I'm building a team out of all the players today I would be hard-pressed to not pick Giannis first because I'm a big uh, height elitist and size elitist when it comes to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And if you have a guy that's pushing seven foot with his wingspan, with his versatility, with his defensive prowess, you know, I'm probably picking Giannis uh, 10 times out of 10 to start a team. You know, I just, I'm mm-hmm. that kind of guy. I, you know, love back to the basket guys. I love guys who can get inside and play defense and disrupt offenses you know, I have mm-hmm. a lot of good things to say about Antetokounmpo. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then as far as my point of view, I want to say a nice thing about Harden, too. Um, I think that he gets really – he improves in a like a concrete area of the game every single year. This year, mm-hmm. I think that it's his floater. Um, that's not something that he's able to really mm-hmm. connect on and or wasn't accurate on in years past. And so he always works really hard at one area of the game. You know, we've seen the step back and – 
in years past him really bringing that to light. And so it's obvious how hard that he works on his craft. And that's, you know, every single year he's gotten noticeably better, which is hard to do when you get up there and you're already an elite player. It's hard to take that next step and continue to get better at the rate that Harden has. We talk about Giannis, um, you know, always improving, but Harden also has taken huge steps every year of his career. Yeah, I think that uh, both players, obviously, Giannis making a huge leap within the past two years. And congrats, you know, on him for being this guy that everyone looks at and they're like, oh, he's going to be great. And he is great, <laughs> you know. So uh, both guys have stepped up tremendously. And, you know, it says a lot about our league and, and the league that we're in and which guys who you're like, how can they get any better? And they're constantly looking to get better. I think this generation of players doesn't get enough credit for that. For sure. For sure. All right. So let's just jump right into the conversation. I'll let you start with, you know, what's your first point about why you believe that Harden is the front runner for the MVP at this point? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, this this is always interesting because, you know, you, you kind of, you, you know, it's like you get tired of repeating yourself on the same points. But I mean, obviously, Harden has had to burden what it has to carry, you know, so much more burden than what he was asked to do last year. His isolation numbers are way up. Obviously, his scoring is way up. His um, supporting cast isn't what it was last year. And even though they had that a really horrible start at, you know, 11 and 14, you know, Houston has had the second best win record, you know, since since that point, uh, December 8th, I believe since that point and it's all been because of James Harden it's hard to really take away anything from what he's been doing from this point on and you know just for those who you know I know wins is obviously a big uh point in this conversation you know and since since the first game on December 11th the Bucks have gone 38 and 11 the Rockets have gone 36 and 14 so obviously I know the MVP race is a is a is a entire season long but you know, 75% of the year in which a guy is playing completely out of his mind to take a team and put him in contention for home court advantage all the way from 14th place. You know, there's a lot to say about what Harden has done. And, um, you know, this is actually not anything to take away from Antetokounmpo. It has everything to do with what Harden has had to do even more so than any other player in the league. Yeah, he's definitely had a big burden on his shoulders, especially with some of those injuries to Chris Paul and Clint Capella. Um, I think one thing that, you know, that sticks out to me for Giannis is that he he's carried this team as well. He's done it for the whole length of the season. He didn't have those couple of months slump. Like, I think Harden's been great for since December or whenever you said, but I think that there's those first couple of months there where I wouldn't say Harden was bad. That's not, he wasn't even close to bad, but he wasn't playing great like Harden has for the, or like Giannis has for the entire season. So I think from my point of view, I think that's one thing that needs to be taken into consideration is Giannis has just been consistently incredible throughout the whole season. Um, And he doesn't have to play. I think Harden averages like 37 minutes and Giannis Mm -hmm. doesn't have to play that. And I I feel like that shouldn't be held against him, you know, just because he plays on the best team in the NBA that shouldn't be held against him where he's, his minutes are a lot more limited. I mean, Harden's played 400 some more minutes than Giannis this year, which is equal to like 10 or 11 games or whatever. I'm not good at math, but so (laughs) from my standpoint, I think that, you know, Harden racks up. And if you look at like the raw numbers, like the per game numbers that clearly Harden is better. But when you put it into like a little bit more level of a playing field than like per 36 numbers, they're a lot closer. Um, And so I think that, 
you know, Giannis, he's the best player on the best team this year, and he doesn't have a clear second All-Star. He doesn't have that guy, even though they've been incredibly healthy up until the All-Star break. I mean, Chris Milton was their second All-Star, but he barely got in, and even then there's question about whether or not that was deserved or just because how can you only have one all-star on the NBA's best team, you know? And so he doesn't have that clear player, but he does have the deep team. So I think Rockets did it last year. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. Rockets had uh, 65 wins, uh, obviously last year. And uh, no, no other player, but Chris Paul, I mean, but uh, sorry, James Harden made the all-star game, you know, even though a lot of people believe Chris Paul should have done it, you know, Mm -hmm. he, he didn't get into the game. Well, there you go. And Harden was the MVP last year. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think that's just where I'm coming at is, is where the Bucks are at is as that deep team and he's the best player on the best team. I think there's a lot to say to be said about those first 25 games. Obviously, whenever the Rockets were were slumping hard, um, Harden's numbers, even though like these are these are Harden's numbers before uh, December 11th. You know, he was averaging already 30 points, 8.3 assists, and uh, five and a half rebounds. And you know, this was a team that had drastically changed the roster. It was a team that was really trying to find their way, trying to make it work, and obviously Harden, being the leader that he is, um, was doing was was trying his best to make it work, and it was just something that that wasn't going to happen for them. Um, you know, his numbers, his assist numbers went down just one about one assist a game, but he was still averaging thirty points a game. You know, so he was he was really trying to make it work, and whenever. Carmelo was out whenever Mark Ricardo Williams wasn't getting point. By the way, we had Carmelo on our team <laughs> <laughs> for, t- for for 10 games. Um, you know, they're trying to make it work with with some young players. Um, like I said, Mark Ricardo Williams wasn't working. Ennis was missing games. He wasn't even getting minutes. You know, it was tough for, for the Rockets. And, and Harden's numbers, you know, will look like they took a hit because um, – because of of the lack of of play from the other guys and again he was he was someone that was trying to make it work but um towards the towards the end of that that short run you know Harden had that 50 point game against Washington and it became evident and and it wasn't a loss and it became evident that Harden absolutely had to play a different game and I dare to say a, a less selfless game in order to make the team successful and and that's what he did you know um I now the 36 you know for 36 is an interesting conversation um unfortunately i don't know where it fits in the mvp race because uh on the on the on the you know as far as the win record goes they only get credit for the wins in the games they played right Mm -hmm. no matter how many how many minutes they played but you know since since that since that you know december 8th game uh the loss against dallas uh, James Harden has averaged 30, nearly 39 points, 7.1 assists, and 6.9 rebounds a game, and his rebounds even went up. So every aspect of his game went up, uh, including on defense. So, you know, he's obviously – they obviously recognized something that they couldn't fix with roster adjustments as much as they would like to, and Harden burdened that, burdened that you know, load. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a great he's an elite scorer. Great is an understatement. He's an elite scorer, like one that we haven't maybe ever seen in this league. You know, he's yeah. it. A lot of people say this is the biggest piece of shit. Like that, I hear like is like, oh, if any, if you give any superstar as many shots as they give Harden, they'd be able to do that. But that's not true. Like what Harden <laughs> is doing at his usage and his 
efficiency as far as like when you calculate like three point percentage and free throw percentage is unparalleled. Like there's a reason people don't shoot that often because you can't keep up that pace. Um, no, and so I just Devin to, Booker. Yeah, right, right. So I just want to put that out there. And I mean, points, that's kind of like what I hear the most is what this MVP race comes down to is Harden is doing something historic with points per game. And one thing that I want to point out is Giannis gets lost in that. He's not nearly to the level of Harden is, but he's not a slouch. You know, he's mm-hmm. averaging, it just dipped under 30 points per 36 minutes after last night. So he's averaging 29.9 points per 36 minutes. And everyone thinks of Kevin Durant also as being this great elite scorer, someone who can just put put up points in bunches. But the 29.9 points that Giannis is averaging per 36 minutes this year ties Durant's career high, you know, and so he's doing things that we see other elite scorers doing. Um, And so I think that's just one thing that because Harden is so elite at scoring, Giannis kind of gets knocked down a peg, but I think we truly need to recognize, you know, how good he's doing or how efficient he's scoring as well. Um, Because as as efficient as Harden has been, Giannis is way more efficient. Uh, Stick with with me on this one. Giannis and Stephen Curry (laughs) are the only two players in NBA history to average at least 29 points per 36 minutes while, while maintaining a 32% usage percentage and a 64% true shooting percentage. So they're scoring a lot of points with the ball in their hand a lot and doing it very efficiently. Giannis and Steph are the only two players in NBA history to put up those numbers. Yeah, I have to take your word for those specifics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the numbers get they get combobulated, but I think just the efficiency and the you know the the usage percentage are the things to keep an eye on. As far as I want to switch it just a little bit to defense because I think that kind of comes into play, and I know that Harden has an improved case on defense. So you want to talk about mm-hmm. Harden's defense a little bit this year, and maybe why, if people haven't been paying as close attention, why their perception of his defense is probably inaccurate. For sure. I mean, Harden is a guy who is, uh, <laughs> it's not necessarily, it's a compliment for sure. He's a guy who's definitely much more aware, eyes up. He's involved in, in every play possible. You know, he's, he's not, he's not a guy that, you know, then this has been a, a narrative that hasn't existed in, uh, was it like three years now, but you know, he's, he's not the same guy he was in 2015 where people are just, you know, he's, he's losing his matchup, you know, people are blowing past him or whatever. You know, for the most part of the season, he's been either first or second in steals with Paul George. Everyone knows that. Every, uh, currently, I believe he's 0.2 points uh, behind in steals. Uh, sorry, 0.2 steals behind uh, Paul George for for first in steals. And then he's also, um, last I checked, he's number one in deflections per game. So he's a, he's a guy who's who's maintaining very active hands. He's a guy who's getting steals, and he's a guy who. Uh, 22% of the time that you post them up. So, you know, one out of every five players, he's forcing a turnover against them. He is arguably by the numbers, you know, because post-ups obviously don't happen that much, but James Harden gets posted up way more than anyone else in the league mm-hmm. at, I believe, 2.8 post-ups a game. And the next closest was Capella, and that was at 1.9 possessions a game. You know, he's, for- he's forcing uh, turnovers 22% of the time, and he is eighth in field goal percentage at thirty-seven point four points in uh, percent in the post. So he's, you know, he's he's and he's and only eight percent of those post-ups are are resulting in fouls. So he's really defending at an elite level in the post-up, and, and he's really playing the passing lanes well. And 
and getting his hands on balls. So Harden is a guy who's who's become very active on defense. You know, he's he's probably never going to be a lockdown lockdown defender, obviously. But you know, again, blame that on his usage. Blame them on a guy who shoots so much during a game that um, I, there's just no way that he can maintain uh, a Paul George or Giannis presence on the other side of the ball. But he's definitely a guy who's no slouch. Right, and we saw it a couple of times. I think he had at least two. I don't know if he got credited for them, but I can picture them in my mind as I was going through the game today. Um, he knocked the ball away from Middleton, I think, both times. Once was kind of on a post-up. Middleton faced him up, shook him a little bit, but then as Middleton was going up for the layup, Harden got his arm in there and knocked the ball out cleanly. And so I think that, yeah, that's. I knew that the conversation would shift to defense at some point because um, with Giannis, you know, He's one of the best two-way players in the entire NBA. And in my eyes, at least, I think he's a legitimate MVP candidate and Defensive Player of the Year candidate. And with, you know, the way that the Bucks defense, we saw it last night against the Rockets. The Bucks just mm-hmm. really, they came up with a creative game plan once again, and they shut down a really dangerous offense. And so I think that Giannis, is, his Defensive Player of the Year campaign is, is amping up here down the stretch. Uh, he plays for the best defense in the entire NBA, and he's the anchor in that best defense in the entire NBA. And the only time, or the last time I should say that, someone won both Defensive Player of the Year and MVP was Hakeem Olajuwon like 15 years ago. Um, and so I think that Giannis, much longer than that. <laughs> twenty five years, twenty five years ago. Sorry, my math. See, I told you I'm not a math whiz, right? Because this is in yeah. like ninety three, ninety four. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm not good at math. You can't thank you no, for checking okay. me on that. It's okay. I just, as, as a Rockets guy, I can't, I can't let you say fifteen years yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. No, so no problem. Twenty five years ago, when Akeem won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, and so I think Giannis, you know, he has a legit chance to do that this year, and I think that. When it's close like this, when you have two players, you know, in my eyes, creating history like Giannis and Harden are on offensive end, then I kind of look also to defense more closely than I would in a normal race. And that's where Giannis starts to separate himself a little bit from Harden. Yeah, um, it, it's it's complicated because obviously as good, it's, it's kind of weird we're in an era in which like 27 points a game is kind of like, the average for the top scores right now you know you have guys mm-hmm. like uh paul george and duran and steph and and uh um the center from philadelphia i'm blanking on Embiid, his name and yeah who are averaging you know those numbers are close to the numbers or even higher you know harden where he separates himself is he is since the merger since the nba merger in the 70s he has the second highest points per game total mm-hmm. and you know the next highest since since michael jordan you know both guys are playing extremely well but obviously on the, on the offensive end harden is putting up astro- astronomical numbers and that's just to get his team wins you know unfortunately he's not always doing it in blowouts uh you know and you can't again you can't fault the bucks for having such a good team you can't fault you know onto the Kumpo for playing on such a good team but i believe like the last time i saw they have like what is it 45 blowouts uh 45 wins of 10 or more a 40, game 43 yep 43 okay and so uh yeah 43 was against the rockets so you know they're they're not needing onto the Kumpo to, to stay out there longer to you know create as much and you know when harden has has a down game i mean you can almost predict that the Rockets are not going to win. Unfortunately, so much rides on him, you know, and uh, did, did a little bit of research today. 
right? Next nice, to numbers. nice. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so, uh, so this is off the, the entire season, not just since, you know, December 11th, but Harden creates 18.4 points off assists and scores 36.2 a game. So he creates, you could fairly say 54.6 points a game, right? Assist mm-hmm. and, and point scored. Giannis, uh, has 15.8 points a game. <clears throat> he averages off of assists, and he obviously scores 27.3 points a game. That's 43.1 points per game. Now you average in the Rockets' um, total scoring a game, which is 112 points, and then the Bucks 117 points per game. Harden uh, contributes 48.3% of the Rockets' scoring off of assists and his own scoring. Giannis... Even, I mean, this is not a slight of him at all. He still contributes thirty six point seven percent of the of the Bucks scoring, mm-hmm. you know. But obviously, Harden is is having to create almost half of the offense, you know. So, mm-hmm. again, offensively, Harden has to do something that no other player is asked of on a, on a competing team. For sure, for sure. I think one thing I just struggle with on those is is Harden plays five more minutes a game than Giannis and he's mm-hmm. forced to do that stuff. So his numbers are higher. A lot of time in those 43 mm-hmm. games that we're just talking about, how often was Giannis having to force things in the fourth quarter where Harden is because he's the only player his team has, he's still having to try to keep, you know, against, against gate or in games against average opponents, he's has to work his ass off to keep his team in it where Giannis, as we saw last For night sure. is the team's coasting. He's not really playing it all that often. I think, um, so, so that's just not to take anything away from Harden. I think that there's just a discrepancy in where each of these individuals are at as far as what's required from them um, or required by their teams for them. For sure. And, you know, this is this is um, very reminiscent of uh, Steph's first, I believe it's the first MVP where he played the least amount of minutes for a game for any uh, MVP winner. It's either his first or no, it's his first. And, you know, that and obviously that was the the biggest or it depends on who you ask. But, you know, the season where Rockets fans really felt that he that Harden deserved it, I uh, believe they had um, 56 wins that season. And they were definitely they were second in the West. And, um, you know, they felt slighted because there's this contribution factor in which, yes, he's 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 putting up great numbers. But in an offense that that flows more fluidity, that's less dependent on him. And obviously, mm-hmm. where he has better teammates, mm-hmm. you know. Again, you you can't you can't fault guys for having better teams, but uh, I think at somewhere, yeah, it does gray a little bit for both sides because you're like, okay, well, he has to do this, so he's going to have better numbers. Um, and this guy obviously has great numbers in less time, but then you got to ask yourself, okay, but who else would be able to do what Harden is doing at this time, and who else would be as successful as Antetokounmpo is being in such a shorter, you know, shorter amount of time? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just a difficult uh, question to answer, you know. And and my answer is is simply that what Harden is doing is more. I hate to say the word objectively, but objectively day to day as to what is the success of the Rockets. I think if you had to ask yourself if Harden had a bad game or Antetokounmpo had a bad game, who has whose team has a better chance of winning? And obviously, Milwaukee would have a better chance of winning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think those it's they're opposite cases, you know. And I think one thing that I kind of laugh at is that Rockets fans or people making the case for Harden this year, it's kind of like mm. a one eighty of when it was Westbrook versus Harden back oh, in 2016, man. Hold on. 17. You know, <laughs> hold on. That's a that's a tough comparison, man. Because um, 
Westbrook, they were sixth in the West, right? Right? I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Sixth right. in the West. Um, and Harden is going most likely going to lead the Rockets to third in the West. And, you know, that's that's a different story. We're talking about the difference between a 50, 50 win team and a, and a 40, I believe. like a, It's like a 54 47. win team, like a 47 win team. I was going to say 48. So I, I remember that dearly. <laughs> yeah. And, but, and the only reason that I bring it up is because, you know, only, well, I was, only one time in the past 12 years has an MVP been from a team that won fewer than 54 games. And that was Westbrook that year. Yeah, and the Rockets are tough. sitting at 47 right now. So even if they win their last seven games, then he would be only the second MVP in right. 13 years to do that. So that's just why I bring that up. I agree with you about six to third is a little different, but just the win total in general. If you look at right. the history of the voting, the voters tend to gravitate toward a player who is playing on a better team or a team that has racked up more wins than the Rockets are on pace for this year. Right. And and not to move the goalposts at all, you know, into what is, um, you know, what the, what the MVP should be decided on, because I think any other year, um, Kumpo is going to win it. Right. But whoa, 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 are you saying have- that he's not going to win it right now? <laughs> if I'm reading it between the lines, hey man, I'm I'm making my case. <laughs> true, no, true. Sorry, no, I, I think honestly, I think it's going to be a toss up. I still think it's going to come down to the wire. Um, I said it before, beginning uh, right sometime after the All Star break that oh, or I think right before the All Star break, like I don't think Harden's going to win it at all. The only way he can do that is to keep the thirty point streak alive, and there's no way that's going to continue. You know, and then. And then a little bit longer through that, I was like, okay, Harden has a really good chance. And then now I'm like, wow, Antetokounmpo is really, you know, staking his claim. You know, I kind of thought the Paul George talks were a little weak. Um, and, you know, I know he's had some injuries, but he kind of proved it by falling off greatly mm-hmm. um, as far as his, his contributions have gone. But, <laughs> but no, man, I think, I think it's going to be, it's going to be much closer. And, and honestly, I'm just saying in any other year he would win because I make my case for Harden. <laughs> but uh, so anyways going back to, to moving the goalpost quote unquote moving the goalpost um, some factor has to be taken into consideration the fact that again Harden and the Rockets did have a slower start you know their roster is completely different than the roster that they started with you know um, they're arguably their sixth best player and I don't think it's arguably Daniel House wasn't <laughs> with, the, with the team because of contract disputes you know, this is a very, very short team. Mm-hmm. You know, they they maybe will have a seven man rotation, you know, which isn't new for Mike D'Antoni, but it's a totally different seven man rotation um, than what we were seeing last year. And so, you know, James Harden has to do, has had to do more, way more with less than again asked of anyone else. And so, again, if again you're going to look at the season as a whole, but I think the past uh, was it like uh, forty games or 50 games, sorry, has to be taken into account that, okay, Harden tried to make it work with a team that wasn't ever destined to work, and now he's done it with a completely different team that's not much better, but, you know, a little more dependable, and he's he's just, again, carried them in, in ways that we haven't seen since Jordan. Yeah, so we're going to go into our closing statements, um, just like a quick, like, I don't, like, one minute why like wrapping up your case but before i do that i just have a little trivia question for you okay, so no cheating no cheating i don't want to hear like, the <laughs> typing on the keyboard so Giannis, he has never taken more than 30 shots in a game in his entire career 
Oof. How many times do you think Harden has taken more than 30? So 31 or more shots just this season. How many games has Harden taken 31 or more shots just this season alone? Just this season. Can you tell me? I forgot how many games. they. You said it was uh, 57? Or uh, uh, no, 67 games they played this season? That the Rockets, the Rockets have played this year? Um, oh, yeah. Let me check real quick. They are at, well, Harden's played 71 games so far. 71 games. Okay, yeah. Okay. So of those 71, 71, how many times has he taken 31 or more shots? Oof. Man, I'm going to say 64. 31 or more shots in 64 of those games? You said 31 or more shots? Yeah. And, uh, oh, yes. Well, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not good. Um... I'm sorry, I misheard the question. No, you're, All good, right. you're good. That was probably on <laughs> yeah. my user error on my end. So, no, it's okay. Uh, okay, okay. Guess I will guess twenty-seven games. You're you're a lot higher. You make my numbers seem small, but sixteen times. So sixteen games this Ooh. season, he's taken thirty-one or more shots. Hey which, man, I'm, I'm kind of happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I mean, like you said, your whole point, like it's been out of necessity, and he's been great with that. Mm-hmm. so real quick like one minute or whatever i don't not officially timing you but just quick like last word that you want to get in about harden and why you think he'll win the mvp yeah um so if you want if you want to dig a little bit deeper there's an article james harden deserves to re- repeat as mvp on the dream shake that you yes. can read about or break down some numbers yes so so you can read that but i mean it goes back to harden has is a guy who was asked to to take on more usage in a time in his career where he should be competing for a championship with, with a really good team. And he's a guy who has taken that on and who has taken the games seriously. He's a guy that is not about the numbers and is trying to win, but he's a guy who's putting up phenomenal numbers in wins. If you take into account again, the season that he's had past the first 25 games, he's a guy who's done what a lot of players haven't ever been able to do. And his team is going to most likely have home court advantage in the playoffs. So I think that he is one of those rare, you know, occasions in which, yeah, he's not the second or first seed, but he's a guy who's definitely made his case as MVP. Yeah, and good point. Thank you for pointing out your article. Also, I can't believe I forgot this at the beginning, but make sure you follow Conrad on Twitter at Conrad Buckets. And oh man, art- if I haven't lost him by now, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll add it in the beginning too. So all right, cool. yeah. And so Appreciate yeah, that article is really good one. Like you said, make sure to check it out at the Dream Shake. And I'm glad that you brought that up because at the end you say that you know there needs, and I quote, there needs to be a pretty massively big case made for anyone else being MVP. And unquote. I think that's how you end your article. I think so. Mm-hmm. Here's just a quick rundown so Giannis he's the best player on the best team and mm-hmm. well Harden he's been the best scorer Giannis is the best offensive player he's the only player in NBA history to average at least 29 points 13 rebounds and six assists per 36 minutes um, he's also the best defensive player in the league and in my eyes he's this year's MVP and the defensive player of the year and you know I think it would be it, it wouldn't be fair if, if Giannis didn't get one of those two. I think defensive player of the year, I mean, he's a guy that, I mean, who else would you rather have on that side of the ball for you? Right, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be close. My worry is if voters will split, you know, and that goes for defensive player of the year and MVP for Giannis, and then, like, the MVP and coach of the year for Budenholzer and Giannis. I'm worried that voters will split, and they might end up with nothing. But that's Why don't neat- we just – 
Keep Why on. don't we play it safe and tell voters to vote Giannis as Defensive Player of the Year, Harden <laughs> as MVP? We should we should make that campaign. Uh, that sounds like it's a, a you project. I'll say I'll sit out of that one. I might <laughs> I might get pulled from Bucks Twitter. But I, I appreciate you coming on. Make sure that you follow him at, at Conrad Buckets. Any last words that you want to say? Any shout outs? Anything like that? Oh man, um, you know, just follow me at Conrad Buckets. If you like some pretty uh, biased <laughs> takes, follow the Dream sh- uh, the Dream Shake on Twitter for the Rockets. Um, I you know really appreciate you having me on. And honestly, if I had to do it all over again, I would just you know do a lot more name calling and a lot more expletives. I feel like that would be the best way to win this. We'll, we'll save that for the national media, and they don't they don't they don't seem to know much anyway. That's what they resort to. We'll leave them handle that. Right, but but uh, you know, in all seriousness, uh, it, it's it's a really really good battle for MVP, and honestly, it's one of the more if Giannis wins, I think it's one of the more fair losses, if not the most fair loss Harden would have taken as in the MVP race. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's you know, it's a great race, and I don't. In my eyes, like I said, I think at the beginning is I don't think there's a wrong answer. You know, people may disagree, but they're both very worthy, and this is one of the best MVP races we've had in a long time. For sure. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to this week's episode of the Bucks Film Room Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Conrad. You can find me on Twitter at Bucks Film Room, and I'll catch you next time.